So, uh, welcome everyone uh, listening. This is the final podcast of the season. I think episode ten. Um, this is Adai Moon, the associate artistic director at Theatrical Alphabet, and I am here with Matt Torney, the artistic director at TO. And uh, we're—I guess—we're here to do like a, a a sort of recap or a reflection on on the last couple of months. Uh, Matt's first year uh, at TO, my first six months at TO, <laughs> in the middle of the pandemic and all the glorious things that that entails. So, uh, so yeah, man. L- looking back, <laughs> Jesus, uh, <laughs> what has it been like for you? Looking back. Oh boy. Well, I tell you, I didn't expect this was what my first year was going to be like. Right. I mean, and I, I just think that I, I think maybe nearly every single person on the planet can be like, well, I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of, of maybe Dr. Nathan Wolf from our play The Catastrophist, who definitely yeah. did expect it. For 99.999999% of it, it's it's been totally unexpected. And 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 that that has been has been very strange to mm. kind of uh, this this cycle of reinventing the wheel over and over and over again. Um, I forget who it was on staff who were saying, oh um, Oh yeah, announcing a season's easy because we've already done it eighteen times. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, because we announced our season and then we did our first revision and then our second revision and then our third revision, and 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 in a way that's been kind of like uh, quite stressful. But also, I've been very proud of of our artistic journey through this year because we've we've kept asking ourselves why, mm-hmm, right. like what role does theatre have to play as society is facing something so immense? And what role, more importantly, do artists have to play at times of crisis? And, and I think our, our kind of remit of Theatrical Outfit has been, how do we honour our mission to start the conversations that matter when all the ways we usually do that have been taken away from us? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that that's something I'm immensely proud of, is the fact that we've kept asking questions kept engaging artists and kept the focus on what is our role at times like this. Right. Um, but what about you? How, how, how have the first six months starting in the middle of the chaos been for you? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the, the first six months, I kind of jumped right in the middle of the Unexpected Play Festival, hmm. uh, Fran Martin Unexpected Play Festival. And, and that was really exciting. And it's sort of been nonstop since then. Uh, from that to the catastrophist to a hundred words for snow and now we're just closing fires in the mirror and a new apprentice company coming in <laughs> next week and a new season that we're already started to, starting the casting process on so it's been kind of nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but but it's but I think it was a, a good way for me to kind of you know jump in and and um and make adjustments and also be able to stand back and watch the, the changes that are happening at the theater. In real time. In real time. Very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> um, so, so, so with some of those revisions that you talked about, I, I know two things that are sort of new to TO, mm. um, both the downtown dialogues and the welcome table, which are things that we're, we're gonna be uh, exploring moving forward in this new season as well. Um, 
What did you learn from from those two programs? And, and, and Lovely, yeah. Well, so the downtown dialogue was our first response. Mm -hmm. Is we knew that we weren't going to be able to do in person shows in the fall. So we were looking, and that was very much a kind of like like replacement for the main stage. Right. And 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 that was very simple. We had this amazing, actually, pretty much this time last year, in July of last year, we had an all staff meeting where uh, I, I posed the question to the group. I said, our mission is to start the conversations that matter. What are the conversations that you see mattering right now? And we went around the, we went around the Zoom room and you know, people on staff were like the climate or, or viruses or, or, or race, sorry, poverty. And, and we just collected this list of things that were on people's minds. Mm. And really it was answering this question. If we knew this was gonna happen, what plays would we have programmed? Um, so we collectively came up with this model of pairing a play with a live video podcast. And we hired the amazing Gail O'Neill to curate conversations with experts so that, so that we would have a, have a play with amazing Atlanta artists exploring some big question. And then immediately afterwards, we would do a live conversation with experts in that field to deepen engagement around that issue. So the first play we came up with was The Children, which was about generational responsibility of, of the older generation to the younger generation in the wake of a nuclear disaster. That was really also about climate change. Mm -hmm. So it was a play about responsibility, emergency, and, and the climate. And we had this incredible panel of, um, of, of scientists and mega brains who were speaking to Kevin immediately after that. Um, and, and I think that that curation of art and conversation together that it wasn't like, here's a play. And then on the third Thursday, there's going to be a talk. It was the event was first the play and then the conversation. And then we recorded the conversation. We put them out. And that was sort of the birth of this podcast. Um, and, and also was um, a way for us to engage our audience and artists immediately in conversations about what's happening. So we had the children, which was about climate change and emergency. We had flex, which was about, um, was looking at the idea of Black Lives Matter uh, less from a political lens and more just exploring black lives that don't often get, get put on stage. In this case, a uh, high school girls basketball team in mm -hmm. rural Arkansas. Then we had a play about education and vaccination, <laughs> Woo! Uh, which was also an inclusion and exclusion. And then the final play was Stew, which is about generations of women dealing with the legacy of violence in the African-American community. And a stunning play that went on to be nominated for a Pulitzer this year. Um, so this or these four plays and then these four Zoom conversations or, or, or streamed conversations um, afterwards, that was our kind of initial response to, to tell stories and invite conversation. And, and I felt that it was, it was really successful. And, um, some incredible performances and it was a real lesson to me in the potential of of our platform streaming performances to really relevance um when 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 live theater shut down um and then the welcome table is something that we that we started during the pandemic but we are going to keep doing it it's going to be one of one of our annual programs uh which is a moment where we a theatrical outfit uh, turn our attention outwards towards our community. And we ask uh, three very simple questions. What does our community need? How can we serve that need? Mm -hmm. And how can we how can we promote conversation about, about this kind of central issue? 
And for our first Welcome Table, we partnered with our friends at Black Day TL. Uh, we curated uh, an evening of, of performance and conversation uh, to raise money for organizations that serve the homeless in downtown Atlanta. Um, so our, our, our colleagues Black, they commissioned a couple of short plays. Uh, I recorded some amazing conversations with, with folks from downtown. And we learned more about what it means to be homeless in downtown Atlanta, particularly at a time of extraordinary crisis where there's you know, scarcity of resources and all the things you usually rely on are, are, are taken away. Um, and I don't think we're done exploring the issue of homelessness for the welcome table. Um, I think it's something that I think that's going to be an ongoing conversation in our work and, and for that program. So I was really proud of that because we, we raised over $5,000 that went directly to these organizations and we did some amazing art that we shared on social media. And, um, it was really exciting to feel that we were doing something for our community as well as telling stories or, or exploring things artistically or intellectually. All right. So, so, so moving from uh, that, that fall of, of readings and the introduction mm -hmm. of compound dialogues and, and the welcome table uh, into, you know, the, 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 the winter and spring with like three shows, <laughs> uh, two of which were recorded and streamed. The other, the final one was live streamed. Mm. So, um, tell us a little bit about, um, I, I guess, the thought process that went into making those decisions to round out the year with like actual productions. Well, uh, I mean, actual productions is what is what we do. I mean, we love to do readings. We love to do talkbacks. We love to kind of, you know, create conversation around the work. But there's no substitute for a production, for a complete story. Because what happens in a production is not just we gather around the script and tell the story or discuss it. Right. Decisions are made about design. Mm -hmm. Decisions are made about sound, costume, and an actor because they're all one person shows, gets a chance to create an extraordinary performance mm -hmm. to really bring a character or in the case of you know, two, two of the shows, multiple characters right. to life to really right. live inside their skin and, and, uh, and look at uh, theatrical storytelling through design as well as through language. Um, and we had some incredible teams and, and um, the first show was was a show that was recorded somewhere else that, that we were that we were sharing with Atlanta. Mm -hmm. The second show was one that we recorded ourselves in our theater. The third was a live stream. So you have to tune in at a specific time to capture it live. So you could also see the three shows as stepping stones back towards live performance. Yeah. And also three very different and very vivid responses to um to, to a community, like after the first wave of the pandemic, now really looking at, at what happened and what's going on and, and reopening. One of those plays was about a virologist looking at mortality and looking at the science of pandemics. The other was about a, a, a young British girl um, trying to escape grief through adventure, um, was trying to, on her own, go on a solo voyage to the North Pole with her dad's ashes. So this idea of escape, felt very resonant after um, after a year in which we'd all been trapped inside. And then the fires in the mirror, Crown Heights, Brooklyn and other identities is a play about race and class and identity in, in, in America. Mm 
and it's a play that's 30 years old but is just as relevant today yeah. as the day in which the final dot was placed on the original script um so that's really looking at some of the political issues that have been dividing our country over the last year that we need to reconcile as we reopen in the theater and beyond um so that felt like the the kind of most complex and heaviest piece saved for the end like the, the cherry on top of the year was this extraordinary performance this extraordinary production that was co-directed by Jean-Louis Lavoie and Adam Emmerich and Jean-Louis Lavoie got to inhabit the bodies of 26 different real people whose right. testimony is being recorded uh, for the original play. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, so reflecting on all, all these decisions that were made to, to keep the audience engaged, mm -hmm. community engaged, uh, while we're all in the midst of this kind of terrifying event. And now some of the tension has been released the vaccine <laughs> that we think might be working. <laughs> uh, people, people are starting to wander around outside, masked and unmasked, uh, and theaters are thinking about opening their doors. Uh, so what were some of the things that you were thinking about uh, to help the theater transition from this year of challenges into mm. a year of possibility and change? Well, um... The most important thing was to was was to find plays that were relevant. Like and really this question of relevance and resonance. Mm, right. You, you have to kind of look into your artistic crystal ball. And you you know this because you were right there with me reading yeah. all these plays and asking <laughs> these questions. So, <laughs> so so it's something that we we we, we explored together um, as we dug into these scripts was to try and predict what stories were going to resonate. What would our audience need mm. as we recovered from, from a pandemic? And there was lots of different ideas about that, as you see at different theaters around the country. Some people are leaning heavily into escape. Golden age musicals, nothing else. Let's escape. Right. Let's just escape. That's not quite what we do. Mm -hmm. And other people were like, must be all about the politics and the issues. And I think that both those extremes are very valid choices. But what we were looking for was to curate plays that were meaningful in multiple ways, right. that were resonating with both the visible and invisible needs of, of our communities. And also we're off, was offered, that, that we offer a theatrical outfit as a space where we can gather together and ask questions together and face things together. So theater is a meeting place mm -hmm. as well as a speaking place. Um, so we, we were arranging the plays for next season as a journey as an evolution of ideas from the beginning to the end. That we're trying to capture different moments and offer different lenses on community needs and, and community conversations during the pandemic. Starting with an Iliad, which is about war, disaster, resilience, heroism, like an ancient play that goes right back to the beginning of the theater. That we feel like checking in with something much bigger than us could be really exciting uh, in terms both in terms of content but also in terms of language mm -hmm. and scale is an epic poem that goes back to the beginning of the theater and civilization explores humanity's addiction to destruction but also how we carry the seeds of empathy and rebirth in us and that, that felt like a kind of exciting way to acknowledge everything that we lived through the holiday show baskerville very much with bringing communities together um bright half-life 
that's about a, a gay relationship, lesbian relationship over 45 years. Um, that looks at love, at time, marriage, togetherness, family, um, through a very unique lens that, that we felt was very important to celebrate and acknowledge in Atlanta. Well, for the end of the block that you are directing. Yes. <laughs> um, that's about this political unease and the, the times we're living through and the tensions and pressures that communities of color in particular feel like trapped by in our urban environments. And then on the, the cherry on top, uh, the return of Lady Day at Emerson Bar and Grill, which is about the music of Billie Holiday, who was able to weave melancholy and tragedy into beauty, which regardless of how next year goes, we feel is something that everybody is going to kind of resonate with and want. To want to hear that music and hear that voice in the incredible performance by Terry Burrell. So yeah, trying to navigate on the main stage through offering opportunities to lots of different artists and, and creating plays that could only be theater. Right. Not things that could also be filmed, things that could only be theater that are going to really like need that live performance or that sense of liveness. Um, and then that are not shying away from the difficult questions or the difficult themes of, of what we're living through. I think, I think it's going to be quite exciting. What about you? What are you most looking forward to? Well, you know, I, I, I'm excited. You know, the, the thing that excites me most about the season, especially as it relates to the, the theater's mission, is that all these plays provide opportunities for engaging our community. Mm -hmm uh to to really you know wrestle with and, and unpack you know difficult issues but also um considering what we've all been through together collectively give us some you know some respite to like rest and just enjoy each other's presence as well so um that that is really exciting to be you know a part of an evolution that's really kind of focusing on both you know starting the conversations that matter but also, you know, reinvestigating and re-exploring, you know, why, you know, this medium of live performance is so important and so necessary, especially now. Um, Absolutely. Like, the, but this, the community need, like understanding that, that community togetherness is something that we can curate for the place yeah. that we choose. And also part of our broader, our broader, strategic goal is to make all of our work look and feel more like the city of Atlanta yeah. and evolve to more, it's just a more, a more com completely inclusive environment for everybody from the person who comes to see the show or for actors who are in the show. We look at, uh, uh, what are the two things we always talk about? Uh, kindness and rigor. Kindness together. and rigor. Yeah. Like kindness gives us the permission to challenge each other to do our best work, but that we begin with kindness. Right. And that if we can start to get kindness and inclusiveness baked into kind of what we're doing and how we're doing it, then we can really start to reflect our community, not from a distance, but from to be entangled with them, mm -hmm. you know, make programs that are meaningful, do the welcome table again, um, develop new plays and launch mm -hmm. the Made in Atlanta new work program and, and really kind of what I hope is, is, is start to show the rest of the country and the world with some of the amazing artists. I call Atlanta home and the yeah. amazing things that they're able to do. Yeah, and and you know, it, it, it is exciting to be a part of an institution that's really, really focused on um, 
telling really good stories and stories that are relevant to Atlanta specifically, but also to the Southeast and also uh, providing space where people can come together and, and engage and interact with the storytelling mm. that's happening downtown. So I know that you have got a lot of really exciting uh, community engagement projects in the works. You're going to be rolling out next year. But I know also you're very passionate about new work. Yes. What, what, are you, what, are, what are your hopes and dreams for new work at Theatrical Outfit? Oh man, I, you know, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this before, but you know, the 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 idea of of TL being an incubator for new voices coming out of the South is something that really, really excites me. Um, and I think we're, you know, in the early stages of, of of that happening, and so that thrills me more than anything else. But also, you know, uh, in terms of you know, where community engagement and, and new work development meet, um, providing opportunities for, for young artists, especially to find their voices, uh, whether that's through Made in Atlanta or whether that's through some other programming opportunities that we're looking at to develop in the future. Uh, yeah, I just think we need more storytellers. We, we need more diverse stories so that we can understand each other better as uh, individual, you know, communities and cultures. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, well, we'll do it all together. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> Lump it all together and just make it work. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, shall we, shall we wrap it up there? Yeah, man, I think we should wrap it up there. Let, 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 let's go and, uh, and yeah, start, <laughs> start pushing the boulder up the hill for <laughs> next season. the boulder up the hill. <laughs> for the next for the next <laughs> <laughs>